It's a small wonder. She's a small wonder. She's the little girl you cannot help but love. She's a small wonder. Gonna fuck that small wonder. Gonna mess her up and throw her in the trash when I'm done. That small wonder, she's a small wonder. And only I know she exists, so no one will miss her. She's the small wonder. It's technically not murder. Oh, Brad's calling. Hello. I left you a surprise at the beginning of the recording. Hello and welcome to Doom Buttons and Murder Lint, deep in the pocketbook of Ramjack. Ladies and gentlemen, subbing in once more for Mr. Alexander Green, my name is Jonathan Stewart Pernasek, and over there, steady and steadfast as always, is Mr. Bradford Couples. Bradford, how are you today? I am swell. How are you? I'm good. How's the weather in Florida? Um, it's getting... It's getting warm <laughs> Slowly, inside. slowly but surely, the sun will consume you... <sighs> And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I'm so scared. Meanwhile, in Chicago, you'd think that 40 degrees would be a nice change of pace, and we'd all be running around thinking, oh, this is so refreshing. Nope. Chicago has found a way to make even 40 degrees feel like death. <laughs> oh. But in Brad's terms, it's a paradise. Like, let's play Switchies. <laughs> that a thing? Let's play Freaksies Fridays. <laughs> If we think to ourselves, nah, if only I had it the way he has it. That's how people phrase it, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Then we're going to learn a, a valuable lesson about each other's lives. Yep, there'd be a bad gel film effect. <laughs> and we would be in each other's bodies. Brad, to start us off, I think, you know, she she doesn't usually lead the episode, but I think we should give her her due. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, I think it's a, it's a lady that's near and dear to both of our hearts. A sassy lady with glasses and a red blazer, according to her headshot. <laughs> Some sort of, is it, a, I guess it's like a, oh man, I think it's a unbuttoned red dress shirt over a black crew neck t-shirt. <laughs> it's something, it's burgundy. Like that dress shirt is burgundy. It is one Laura Wimsett, of course, and she has a little story for us. A parable, if you will. <laughs> Wonderful. Admittedly, this is not a barn burner. This is not, you know a shocking twist of events where we learn Laura Wimsett wrote fan fiction for the show Jag. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's Laura Wimsett, so you'll, you know that she's gonna satisfy you even in the most basic ways. <laughs> Sexually. <laughs> I was about to ask. Gross. <laughs> I hope she Jonathan, does not. <laughs> Jonathan, parse your words more carefully. I will take my own advice. The headline for this column is Answers Found in Unexpected Places. <laughs> How are we supposed to differentiate that headline from any of the other headlines she's written? Yeah, seriously, I really, that could be any column that I've ever heard. It's always funny, funny solutions found in strange locations. Like, what do you. <laughs> we get Words it. Words from a child is- make you realize. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Words from a child make you realize. <laughs> And then you think to yourself, oh, surely I'll know what she's talking about if I read the column. And then by the end, you're like, nope. Mm. Here we go. I remember the experience vividly, even if I don't recall why I was there. They're not vivid. (laughs) I have a story. I don't know how it begins, but I know the rest of it. (laughs) I have a story, uh, not the beginning part, but more towards the middle and end. And really, the second and third acts. You don't want any of that nonsense exposition. Lord knows my brain didn't. (laughs) 
I was sitting in one of those nice rocking chairs in front of Cracker Barrel. Oh, great job already. Looking out toward the view that was a lot prettier before all those buildings went up over on the other side of the highway, but with just Yeah, the old-timey little... view from Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you know, like the old days if at she's... that chain restaurant. If she's talking about Owensboro's Cracker Barrel, which I'm sure that's what she's talking about, it's a four-lane highway, first of all, so it's <laughs> not that crazy. And it has been built up over time, but the view before all of that went up was dead flat land. That's exactly what it was. There are no mountains. There are no rolling, cascading, verdant hills. It's just flat, Laura. Before you got there, it was just corn. (laughs) So she says, But with just a little set to my jaw, I could look off to the side and still see the sun setting on at least a sliver of natural landscape. I'm sorry, just a set... Uh, just a set to my jaw? She says, but with just a little set to my jaw... Is that a sentence? Is it a phrase that's supposed to signify leaning? (laughs) Like if she leaned? Or wait, what if she like craned her head back? That would be sort of like setting your jaw, right? Like, ah, I'm leaning my head back so I can see the sun. Yes. Yeah, this makes no sense. Uh, What we've learned is Laura Wimsett leads with her jaw. Yeah, she does. Beautiful woman, that Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, how are you? The underbite. Oh, the Ah. underbite. It was a lovely evening, warm, but not hot, and I was feeling particularly at peace as I rocked serenely back and forth. My vague recollection is that I was waiting for someone, but was not at all impatient or anxious. Thankfully, my default emotions at any given point are happiness and interest. Oh, and do, also, and, uh, do you realize <laughs> she's meeting someone at Cracker Barrel? I feel like Cracker Barrel is where you go when you're with people, and right. it's like, ah, oh, we could just go to Cracker Barrel, I guess. But to meet someone there... Well, yeah, she was yeah, she was waiting for someone. Clearly, I don't think she has eaten her meal. She's just loitering on one of the rocking chairs, playing check... You know how they have checkers on that big oh, yeah. blanket? Yeah. And they're novelty large checkers? I'm yeah. sure I played a few rounds of that in my heyday. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all have. Can we talk more about how her default emotions are what again? Happiness and interest. <laughs> Hey, Laura, for the next two hours, do you think you can just wait here? Sure, I'll just default to happiness and interest. She says, as I recreated this experience in my mind, that was the way I was feeling on this quiet, pleasant evening. While I waited, I noticed something curious. There was a little sparrow, my favorite bird, hopping along the mulch in front of the first row of parking spaces, about, oh, maybe ten feet in front of me. The little bird hopped over in front of a pickup truck, hopped up onto the bumper, and disappeared into the grill. Oh no, I thought, alarmed. The little bird had obviously mistaken this chrome as some kind of potential nest. I feared it would get lost among the hoses and pumps, and when the driver came out and started his truck, the little bird would be sliced to pieces by a fan belt or flywheel or whatever it is that whirls around in an engine. As I cast about in my mind for what I could do to prevent this tragedy, the little bird reappeared and nonchalantly hopped down to the ground and over to the next car, where it repeated its actions. I watched more closely now. What was going on? 
Brad, at this point in the column, what do you think is going on? It's a bird. It's just going around. It's looking in car. Who cares? Who I like f- that Laura thinks she knows better than the bird. And, and the thing is, like, I'm not I'm not saying that Laura Wims is a crazy person to be watching these things. But if you're, you're randomly not. sitting somewhere bored, you might like, oh, look at the little bird. Oh, it went in that car. Oh, I hope it doesn't get trapped. That might be a fleeting thought that goes through your head. Maybe. I'll say it could happen. We all think, you know, spur of the moment, flashes through your head for a second. What if a bird got caught in a car? That would suck. What if it died? That would be terrible. Sure, I'll give you that as a fleeting glance, but this is a cherished memory that she's chosen to write about. A vivid experience that has no beginning. (laughs) And no middle. But she thinks she knows better than the bird, an animal that has evolved over untold amount of years. Well, there's a a, untold amount. (laughs) <laughs> I knew as I was saying it that I would have my shit called. <laughs> who knows? Who, who even knows where birds come from? We've evolved over countless centuries. Now nah, you can count them. You can count them. Birds, those mythical, mysterious creatures. Some say they predate the universe. This was back in the long, long ago. I remember when birds started evolving. It was before. It was pre-plank time. (laughs) Oh, how the massive seagulls would roam. (laughs) My point being, this is an animal that has evolved to live on its own without Laura Wimsett's help. (laughs) Indeed. And the fact that Laura thinks, oh no, that dumb, stupid bird mistook a truck for a nest. Bitch, birds build nests. (laughs) They know what a nest is. Yeah. Oh my god, what is this turbine? It must be my nest, thought the stupid bird to itself in Lorewim's oh. children's book. Anyway, <laughs> do you have a theory as to what the bird is doing, Brett? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I can't imagine caring. Well, we're about to care. <laughs> okay. Through Laura Wimsett. <laughs> To her, we will learn how to care. It's her It's her default position, uh, caring, happiness, and interest. No, her default position is sitting in a rocking chair. <laughs> That's her fucking default. Creak, 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 creak. I could sit here for hours. In fact, I think I have. Oh. What happens when she gets older and her column slowly shows signs of creeping dementia? You're assuming it doesn't already. <laughs> Well, right now, it it, it signifies, at best, self-effacing idiocy. (laughs) At best, at best, that's what Laura is allowed to reveal about herself. Uh, I'm kind of an idiot, is what her most honest column reveals. Yes. I watched more closely now. What was going on? Aha. I leaned back in the rocker, surprised and impressed. (laughs) She leaned back. Good job, She was on the edge of her rocking chair. Touché, bird. She put a stogie in her mouth. Ah, you win this round, Sparrow. (laughs) The Sparrow was picking bugs out of the vehicle grills. Huh? Okay. While other birds pecked forlornly and not too successfully at the ground, this smart little bird had looked up and seen an abundant harvest of snacks just a few feet away. I'm sure if birds could talk, they would tell us of their concerns as fields of dirt and grass are paved over, turning their world, not to mention ours, into a concrete planet. I'm sure that's the first thing they would say. If I could translate a bird's song into English, I'm sure the lyrics would go a little something like this. They paved paradise and put a park in a lot. That's what a bird would sing, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but this little bird, with a combination of courage and cleverness, took the initiative to make this new reality work for him. New reality? And courage? Whoa! 
Wait, what? Yeah, courage? courage. She's putting so much on these birds. There's, there's, there's food in a place that's stationary. The bird's going to get it. It's and not, it's not brave. Care. Birds don't care about the aesthetics of their environment so long as there is an environment with food in it. Yeah. You could put birds in the Mall of America, they'd be fucking fine. <laughs> I'm just spouting bird theories. <laughs> Oh, it's if a, I remember may. when the podcast really went downhill when Jonathan started uh, spouting crazy bird theories. <laughs> oh, you know he believes that, that birds only evolved fifteen years ago, <laughs> countless years ago, at most fifteen. <laughs> Jonathan, you were you were alive at that time. I know it was a magical time. <laughs> Suddenly, we looked above, and so many birds. <laughs> Christ, I've thought of that little sparrow often since that interesting and illuminating. We get it. <laughs> It was an interesting and illuminating and evocative and shocking evening for you. <laughs> Fucking maniac. I've thought of that little sparrow often since that interesting and illuminating evening of several years ago. <laughs> Countless, one might say. <laughs> I've thought of his I've thought of his willingness to adapt, his determination to thrive in an environment that appeared to be discouraging, even hostile. I remember the brave little sparrow as I think of family, friends, loved ones who are facing uncertain futures, whose comfortable worlds have been snatched away, whose lives have been changed abruptly and forever. Maybe a bug in a grill is not the answer for everyone, but we all have the option. Look up. Fuck you. The way it's written, she writes it as, but we all have the option, colon, new paragraph, look up. Oh, fuck you. She threw in God at the last second. At the last Hail Mary second. Ugh. Also, That's it's just a whole, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps bullshit. Uh, like, well, listen, shit may be tough, but think of a new way. And by the way. Think of the little sparrow. What? So you're telling me that if I can't provide food for my family, I should do what? Think of the sparrow? And do what exactly? <laughs> this doesn't, you know this doesn't hold a drop of water, Laura. It's so, it's just so evocative of Owensboro atmosphere. Just this sort of quiet, let's just calm down. Let's not get too angry. We're a, remember everyone, we're South Central. We're in a border state. Let's just all breathe and ignore the fact that we all have tumors. (laughs) We're all depressed. We don't have strong enough personalities. We're not Tennessee. We're not Texas. We don't have strong convictions. We're like milk mixed with water. (laughs) Think of the sparrow as you're dying. Think of the sparrow as you're being broken. That's Laura Wimsett. I'm glad she opened the show. Goodbye, Laura. (laughs) Goodbye. Hopefully you heard the paper as I threw it behind my head. (laughs) Awesome. Countless years ago, birds appeared on the planet, <laughs> bearing gifts of olive twigs and leaves. Birds, they arrived uh, already evolving when the accretion disk that became the Earth was here. Birds, when the when the moon broke off from planet Earth, some birds were still evolving on the surface. All right, guys. Well, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the sports facts. And unfortunately, we missed March Madness, so we're now all up in April. Uh, Brad, basketball of all of the sports is your favorite of it's the sports. clearly one of my favorite of the sports, of which the rivalries, I, of which I know so much about. Um, <laughs> but instead of March Madness, I thought we could have some April anarchy. And, oh, I get it. And do a little, uh, do a little uh, monster bracket. 
Ooh, so pitting monsters against monsters to see who is the monstrous of them. Absolutely. So Aren't any of these monsters birds? Because those are fake. <laughs> Mythical birds. Jonathan, please stop espousing your, your crazy Alex Jones bird theories. The phoenix versus the griffin. <laughs> Griffins are fake, right? <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Yep. What if they weren't, though? Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Twist! Brad, how does this work? How, how should we go about marching through this bracket of ours? Well, um, I've got, a, uh, I've got a little computer program here that is going to Ooh. randomly create a bracket. And then we will discuss these monsters um, in depth. Um, I've got some on the list. Uh, you've got some on the list. And we'll figure out... We, I, I think we, as monster hunting experts, hmm. I think we will be able to figure out uh, who is the most monstrous of them all. We'll suss out a victor. All right. So um, we're going to go single elimination... Um, unseated, obviously. Tournament size is 12. And uh, with that, I will press the button to make a bracket. Do you even know what unseated means? Um, I, I do, don't. Uh, because the computer program tells me that means random. Oh, sure. What? <laughs> Just call it random. All right, listen. I, 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 sports facts, Jonathan. I don't have time to explain to you uh, how brackets Hold on. work. The computer is calculating. All right. All right. We got, we got a bracket here. Sweet. All right. Uh, oh, first bracket. Jonathan, uh, this is one of your monsters. Uh, uh, Mama Darkness. Oh, Mama Darkness. Is she, and who, who is she going up against? Uh, she is going up against uh, a fellow we met in the last episode, Teentercock Magneto from uh, Megacon. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, great. So I have a reference for Teentercock Magneto. <laughs> no need to explain that, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> I saw those photos, and you were not kidding. Those lentil-sized dicks are upsetting. <laughs> and this you know was, why? Because yeah. they're rubbing up against material that doesn't breathe. <laughs> and yet, they're still a little active. Like, there's some blood pumping to those lentils. Yep. I did not like it. <laughs> no one did. My friend Brandon really wants me to go to, in Chicago, we have C2E2, which is a very similar, large-scale comic convention that also features a lot of stand-up performances, and I went one year to see Patton Oswalt, and I remember at the time, when I was standing in line for Patton Oswalt, it was a very long line, and a Kevin Smith nerdo said to his lady friend, I'm gonna take a picture of the line. And I thought, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. You're a giant nerd. So we got teeny-sized Magneto. Let's see. Now, uh, let's see. I'll give you a description of Mama Darkness. Now, Mama Darkness is a member of the sketch class that recently graduated from Second City. I took a year-long music improv slash sketch writing program. At the end of that process, you put together an entirely original sketch show. And she decided that her big showcase sketch, starring her right front and center, would be a character piece, and that character's name is Mama Darkness. Mm. This woman is white. This woman is a lesbian. You would think she would know a little bit about appropriation, you know, minimalizing an entire community down to a boilerplate cliche archetype. Yeah, she was fine with this, though. She created a character named Mama Darkness, who is a Miss Cleo riff. Ooh, that's that's, so, that's fresh. She talks like this. Oh, Mama Darkness. Hello, my child. Mm. Come up on stage. Ah, Mama Darkness. That's bad enough. What if I also told you she's wearing a full African dress? Ooh. Complete with a headscarf. Ah. So she walks on stage. The audience is immediately confused. She pulls someone up on stage with the help of her voodoo spirits, including yours truly, who's banging on a bongo drum. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The lucky volunteer from the audience has her purse ripped from her hands so it can be dumped on stage. Can you imagine 
someone taking your purse from you without any sense of permission or any sense of propriety at all and dumping the entire contents on stage. And here's why. The inherent gimmick of this is that she lets the objects lie where they rest because she has to read de bones. Uh Uh-uh. She reads your future by reading de bones, Brad. Oh, no, 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 no. At best, this sketch has received resigned chuckling. As in, hmm, it's gotta be over soon, right? Maybe laughter will encourage this to keep moving at a at a fair pace. So that's my first monster, a woman who thought this would be funny. Alright, um, quick review on Tinsercock Magneto. Um, there was a fellow at Megacon, uh, a very thin fellow, uh, wearing a Magneto costume that was still aw- awkwardly thin on his weird lanky body, um, and he was just, uh, flip-flopping around, trying to cover it with a large print of a My Little Pony. <laughs> I didn't realize he was trying to obscure his own cock. I actually, I think he was just carrying the print around, uh, but uh, he was holding it in front of him, which luckily, for most of the time, uh, obscured his teen tweens. Let me give you a quick analysis of what I think this pairing shows us. Mm-hmm. What we have here, we have two people in costumes they shouldn't be wearing. Absolutely. We have one person, we have Mama Darkness over here, who's not self-aware enough to understand the effect she's having on others, where on the other hand, Teensy Cock Magneto knows about that Teensy Cock, mm-hmm. and he's doing his best to shield it from others so they're not made uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. There's, there. I think the, the little bit of shame that he, he's showing by covering it with a My Little Pony... <laughs> <laughs> Which yep. I, uh, the irony, um, hilarious. Uh, I, yeah, I think we gotta go Mama Darkness on this one. Mama Darkness, okay, so that was my next question. The the winner is the bigger monster. Yes, yes. Just clearly the worst person of yes. the two we've introduced. Great, so Mama Darkness She advances to the next round. That racist lesbian <laughs> continues onward. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, all right, now, all right, the next uh, next team up uh, is, a, is, a, is a little team I've got here. Uh, um, I call them the podcast team. Uh-oh. And they're going to be going up against a pal of yours, uh, Captain America. Great. All right, so let me explain the podcast team. A couple of weeks ago, uh, me and Dan were going out, uh, grabbing a sandwich, stopped at our place, and as soon as we walk in, we see this pair. Um, I'm just going to describe from the notes I took immediately, which Where are, did you go to get a sandwich? I'm sorry. I, it was at a local restaurant. I, I don't remember okay. the name. Okay. But, uh, so, there is one fellow who's, he's a larger guy. He's wearing uh, black pants, but they're like cheap black pants. They're like some like Kmart black slacks. Okay. Now, nothing wrong with cheap black pants. Who cares? They're black pants. I mean, not a sure. huge deal. Oh, he is wearing it with tennis shoes um, and a dress shirt and suspenders. And large man suspenders, mm. not a great, not a great look. No, never. But they're also, he's also sewn on buttons so they, they can be the, the button suspenders. Oh, oh, so so you're just saying that they attach to the pants via buttons. Yes, yes. It's the fact that he, he, he what bothers me is that he's taken the time to sew buttons onto cheap, shitty pants. Do you think that's the case because most suspenders just are not made in that style anymore, so he would have had to make these, is your theory? Um, I, well, uh, yes, yes, I, I, I believe so. Okay. I like to imagine that you also went up to him and said, let me see that stitching. <laughs> um, now, keep in mind, he's taken the time to sew buttons onto his pants, on his cheap, mm-hmm. shitty pants. Um, he has a unibrow, so again, hasn't taken the time to take care of that. 
The buttons are part of the pants. I see what you're saying. Yes. 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 Also, birds <laughs> have evolved over what could be estimated a number of years. <laughs> great, great. All right. Yes. Um, also, it's kind of a, it is a, it is very much kind of a a deep but a nerdier voice. Um, mm-hmm. So he's already he's he's just a, he's he's already like really doing a huge disservice to himself now. And he's one thing, but then there's the other fellow sitting across from him. First of all, he's got like uh, he's got some Johnny Depp hipster glasses. He's mm-hmm. got a a bad uh, badly dyed hair. He's got like a shock of green hair uh, that it's it's kind of like short on the sides, and then um and then there's like this little there's just a little flip of green hair that just comes down into his face. Mm-hmm. Little flock of seagulls, green. I, it's very bizarre. He's wearing a, what I must describe as a pirate shirt, heavy on the pirate. He's wearing salmon-colored pink sweat leggings. I'm sorry, back to the pirate shirt. I imagine a pirate shirt is just having a very fluffy, borderline like Errol Flynn. Very, very, very blousey, very, uh, yeah, yeah. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, just, like, material that's, like, scrunched and, like, bunched in. Yeah, and billowy. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very scrunched much yet so. billowing at the same time. Renaissance Festival shirt. He's wearing a Renaissance sure. Festival shirt. Um, With salmon leggings, basically. Sam, yeah, they're like, they're, like, they're, like, sweatpants, but they're, they're, like, yoga pants or something. I don't know. Um, they're clearly women's pants, and he's wearing a skirt over it. Okay. And it's, and it's, like, a maroon, like, net skirt, and he's got, like, old lady slipper shoes. Oh, man. Okay, how old is Suspenders, and how old do you think is Pirate? Uh, pirate, I would say uh, uh, 30s, somewhere in there. Okay, sure. Uh, uh, um, um, suspenders, I would say older. I would say early 40s. 40s, okay. So um, I'm going to assume that neither of them looked healthy. <laughs> Uh, no, I and like you know, I I it's I don't I I do not believe that uh, the green hair. I don't believe it was like a you know like a transgender issue. Like I I for a second I thought is there is there maybe is there a transition thing happening here? Because there's a lot of things happening. Is it you know, cross dressing? Fine, whatever. But no, the problem is he has such a calculated look that is mm-hmm. not a fucking look. Yeah, the, the reason I would support the calculated theory is it's one thing to wear all of those pieces of clothing together, mm-hmm. but then when you also have a strand of Greek, uh, Greek, green hair, I should say. Green hair, yeah. When you and have green hair, that denotes that you've very much thought about the way you look. Yeah, and also, like, uh, he's he's got, like, um some, like, stubble growing as well, so he's he's not trying to be feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, like, kind of a gender fuck thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, fuck you, and I can wear this if I want. Yeah, he's very much Maybe. making a statement, but that statement is ridiculous and terrifying. Now, I've got to know why all... these are called the podcast guys. <laughs> well, because uh, as we come in, we hear they are discussing. Uh, um, Suspenders is is discussing. Uh, he wants to start a comic book podcast after the bankruptcy. So as soon as the bankruptcy is over, who I don't know what the bankruptcy, who is bankruptcy, the company's bank, somebody's, whenever the bankruptcy is over, he wants to start a comic book podcast. I should also let you know they both have stacks of comic books in front of them. Oh, man. Oh, also, I'm sorry, Suspenders is also, his shirt was also a, a very, uh, very uh, purple plumish color. So add that to the, the mix. So what you see are two men who desperately want to be Z-grade comic book villains. Yes. You've got the purple. You've got a purple kingpin on the right, mm-hmm. and you've got like Caesar Romero over here. 
like in a fucking pirate getup. Yeah. They call me Pirate Yoga. Yoga Pirate, they call me. Yeah, and Yoga Pirate also, um, at some point, and I, I wish I could have heard more of the conversation, but he said something about running an apparel company. I don't oh know if he God. runs an apparel company, if he's close friends with someone that runs an apparel company that will be help to them, but he is some way involved with running an apparel company. Don't know if that has anything to do with the bankruptcy, but... You know what? As harsh as this is going to sound, and trust me, it's going to sound real harsh, both of these guys are about six to eight weeks away from a bottle of tequila and a bottle of pills. <laughs> it sounds like these two have hit some stumbling blocks, and the comics are the only thing that are keeping them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad, my monster, I'm going to tell you right now, he cannot compete with these two. You have put him up against two grade A nerdo monsters. <laughs> And I'm not saying, I, I should say, the comic books are the least of their problems. Absolutely. It's just, it's it just more. It's just more. Yeah. It's just a cherry on top of the crazy Sunday. All right. My, I feel like my monsters are more, you know, at least they can function in the real world. These two seem to be uh, having a bit of trouble. Now, Captain America, he's going up against these, the, the podcast brothers, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. And Captain America is a guy I, I just saw, as, as did you, Brad. Mm-hmm. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Saw it earlier today on what I would like to call a fake IMAX screen because I paid 20 bucks for a ticket thinking Ooh. I would be in an, a real IMAX theater. Ouch. Unfortunately, the screen was just really big. And don't get me wrong, great image, great clarity, whatever the hell you want to say about it. But it wasn't a real IMAX experience. <laughs> um, in any case, mm. I went with my friend Brandon and his other friends, one of whom is a guy I have already met. This is Captain America. Now, good guy, solid guy, not going to say otherwise. Here's what I learned. I don't want to watch another movie with him because it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Here is the kind of movie monster he is. He'll sit next to you the entire time, and anything he recognizes as an indicator of another movie or a reference to a comic book that he is aware of, he won't not say it out loud. Oh. He is constantly turning to my friend Brandon and jib-jab-fucking-jabbering about, oh, oh, well, you know who that is, don't you? You know who that is, don't you? They're making a reference to Crossbones. They're gonna make him. Into, they're gonna make him into the character Crossbones later. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Four minutes later, oh, they said Stephen Strange. Oh, that's so awesome. They said. They said it. They said it. They said it. They said it. Oy. I turn to both of them and I go, like trying to be funny, but at the same time, honestly, being like, hey, again, pay twenty bucks for this. I didn't pay to listen to you talk. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I, don't get me. And the guy at one point made a joke at my expense, like, well, I'm sorry, you don't know how to have fun. What do you mean? I paid to watch this movie, not listen to you talk. Yeah. Don't, I hate it when people in any way imply that I'm not having fun. Yeah. Oh, you don't look like you're having fun. Fuck you! You know how I'm not having fun? Now. Now I'm definitely not having fun. Because you're an asshole. I might be more mad about this than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw it in a theater that uh, it also it's like a it's like a uh, they serve uh, food there as well. So you're like at a table oh. and there's there's a lot of talking going on. And also because it's like a restaurant, it's there's uh, there's no uh, stadium seating, so it's kind of flat. So um, but the people in front of us, um, I guess I'm just really good at blocking people out because I have to to get through my life. I was about I, to say <laughs> they. Uh, Apparently they were um, chit-chatting about every reference that came up, but I just blocked it out because I, I would murder them. Man, I, I wouldn't say it in any way ruined my experience, but I don't know. Just check your fucking tongue at the door, man. It's one thing when my friend Brandon and I went to go see the new RoboCop, which was awful. If you want to fucking talk through that whole thing, which we did, mm-hmm. fine. Get over it. It's a shitty remake of RoboCop. But 
but this is something that I clearly invested in it. <laughs> I don't want to hear your nonsense. So anyway, that's Captain America. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think he in any way stands up to the podcast brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I'd uh, just like to say, uh, update on the podcast brothers. Oh, they're behind me. <laughs> um, when we were at Megacon, uh, Tammy and Dan found green hair. What? He had a table for his podcast network. Excuse me? He's you buried the lead. I sure did, because I was waiting to see if Tammy would send me the link, because I didn't remember what it was called. Um... And uh, so if anybody wants to go to nerdyshow.com... Oh, no. Uh, this is apparently uh, his thing. I can't... I don't see him. Oh. So do you think... Per- no, I'm sorry. I think... Yeah, I think he's the founding host. Um, Cap Blackard, executive producer, director of programming. Cap Blackard? Yep. That's the- his real name that he's going with. Uh-huh. Oh, and he has a website, catblackardnews.blogspot.com. Oh, that's a great website, bro. That's a great website, bro. <laughs> Fucking uh, Christ. So, uh, uh, so, do you think Purple Kingpin was pitching a comic book podcast to Cat Blackard? Yes. Holy shit. That's so funny that Captain America went up against Cap Blackard. <laughs> that's just uh, good. That's just good it. random occurrence. <laughs> love it. Love it. So clearly, yeah, they decimate my guy. They yeah, decimate yeah, yeah. Him. These idiots are going, they're going to the next round. All right. Oh, okay. So let's move ahead. Um, Great. Okay, next one. Uh, okay, this will, this will be easier. Uh, um, these are a couple of uh, my uh, monsters. We got uh, the scooter bitch and grandchild um, that I discussed a while back. It was on the scooter that tipped over. Sure. Straight In a up. slow motion display of Hindenburg-like chaos. <laughs> Straight up monster, obviously. Uh, they're going up against a person I like to call old lady freebie freeloader. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hail, freebie. <laughs> oh, back again, huh? So I popped into Starbucks last Sunday night, as I do, out for a walk, uh, got a coffee, sat down, was just, you know, relaxing, enjoying my life as I try to do. And this, and, uh, the, you know, the guy, tuning people out as, tuning people out as expertly as you do. <laughs> I, I try, I try. You try, uh, you try your best. Well, the, I honestly, I have to, uh, if I try, I mean, I can easily just tune out the world. But mm-hmm. if I let it in, then I'm going to make note of all the monsters. Sure. And uh, I just happen to be letting the world in. But uh, the guy behind from that counter, the guy from behind the counter, uh, rolls over and he's like, "Hey, uh, just so you guys know, we've got some, uh, you know, we got some like uh, um, boxed and food items uh, that uh, they're going to be expiring. We have to throw them out at the end of the night. If you guys want anything, they're free. Feel free to have that. Which is, you know, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, you know, and there's only three of us there, so, like, I, eventually, you know, I, I, we kind of wander over there, um, and this woman, you know, she grabs, like, a sandwich and, like, a, like, a little protein pack thing and something else, goes about her way, and then there's this old lady who, A, <laughs> was reading a newspaper earlier, I already, like, strike against her, um, she brought her own newspaper to a Starbucks, you own why? a newspaper. Why? Why is that, why is that a strike? It's a newspaper in 2014. I, it's, uh... Oh, she's a little old lady. What does she know? She can't afford a tablet. When I say old, I, she's not that old. <laughs> she's late 40s. All right, how old? She, she's like late 40s, well, but in that kind of late 40s where it's been a rough late 40s. Well, especially so. She should be able to have her newspaper. She's had a rough time. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> 
She's taking up a whole table uh, with a newspaper. I I can't give it a pass. Uh, she goes. Well, and that's she grabs, a little rude. Yeah, she's taking. She's got a lot of space with this newspaper. Uh, I've seen her there before. It's. <laughs> I got no use for this old lady. Um, <laughs> old stuff. Okay, we've established she is definitely not an old lady. <laughs> uh, she's an old lady. <laughs> I'll give it to you. So she grabs like four or five of these boxes. And like she is snatching them up. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I'll let this uh, woman grab her boxes of things that expire today. Cool. <laughs> uh, and I look over there and I grab like, you know, I grab like a, the che- a cheese box and like a sandwich. And like this old lady is like, whoa, she's like, I- I'm not done. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh my so God. She, yeah, she is, she is getting it all. She's clearing them out. Sure. And I did, I thought she was done. It was just that that was all she could carry. Oh no. Ooh, I got, I got a theory about this woman. <laughs> oh, so I, yeah, so I, I, you know, I get out of the way get out of the firing line and go up and, you know, I, you know, put the stuff, you know, in the bag. Cause the guy's like, oh guys, hey, yeah, here's some, uh, you know, here's some bags. Just feel free to put your stuff in there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go on my way. Um, meanwhile, this one's like, yeah, do you have any more of those bags? Cause I, I'm going to try to get this and this and this in there. And I don't know what this will, f-. like, she is going into like a thing. Oh no. And it's like, oh, do I like, and I'm like just thinking hoarders. This, this woman is, this is what she's going to be eating for the next three weeks. Um, yeah, super scary. Yeah, that could be a possibility. Okay, so in terms of a shakedown, knockdown, drag-out fight between Miss Freebie, the fake old woman, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and she's going up against, oh, uh, the Scooterbitch and her grandchild. Right. Scooterbitch is a a man. uh, uh, Oh, it was a man. Okay, great. Yeah, it's a man. He he put his grandchild on his scooter and tried to take a rock. Yeah. And how did that go down? They didn't see the rock, or they thought they couldn't avoid it? What the hell happened? I, he just, I mean, he's, he's, he's an old person on a scooter. He's not paying attention to where he's going. None of them do. And he, was he a real old person? He was, <laughs> like we're talking... He, no, he was, yeah, he was, a, he was an old person. Okay. This one's, this one's kind of difficult. This one's kind of difficult, because we don't know why that guy was in a scooter. It could have been due to bad choices... It could have been due to pure happenstance of old age. Like, you know, I fell down, hit a bad tendon, and now I'm just out for the count. I I gotta have a scooter. No one's in a scooter for a good reason. Oh, that's true. Get a wheelchair, get a... Anything. You don't be in a scooter. And don't put your don't have your grandchild sitting on your lap in a scooter. Yeah, that's it's, don't don't have your grandchild in a piece of machinery that clearly yeah. should not be able to handle that kind of weight. Right. Now, okay, so barring the idea that no one should be in a scooter, you should just be in some other form of transportation. Mm-hmm. It would be one thing if this guy was like clearly like this slothful, obese individual who was just like, get out of my way. <laughs> I need this scooter to, so I don't have I don't have a my ninth heart attack. Yeah, but that's but that's but, all you know, people in scooters because if you're so elderly that you can't get around, you can't drive a scooter. I mean, yeah, not around a theme park. Yeah, it seems like he didn't have enough control of it. But the grandchild, I think the grandchild on the scooter threw him off. Normally, yeah. he probably would be pretty good in that scooter, right? You would think if that's his main transport. Yeah. I find myself defending both people, oddly, because he was trying to have a moment with his grandson, and it went horribly awry. Granddaughter. It doesn't seem like he's some... And granddaughter, granddaughter, and there sorry. was family surrounding. There was family in mm. front of them and behind them. 
But I feel like you've told, like, for example, a better scooter monster in my mind is the woman with her grown son who got on the bus. Oh, yeah, that's the worst scooter monster. Absolutely. Yeah, and they were I like, mean, this, this is a 2014 bracket. Sure, 2014 bracket, yes. Now, I would say that I could vaguely defend that guy, and then on the other side, that woman seems to be in a bad way. I don't know if it's a matter of, she could be, like, you know, a sort of strange, off-kilter hoarder type lady. She could also be in a bad situation to where maybe she doesn't just have food. Maybe she's, like, honestly desperate for some sort of food. It is possible, absolutely. Um... Sounds like she was a little rude. She was definitely rude and a bit and a bit crazy. And the crazy look in her eyes, I can't quite uh, can't quite uh, fully express that over the podcast because mm-hmm. she was a bit scary. I guess just in terms of a dynamic story, <laughs> I think I would probably go with uh, Miss Freebie. All right, Freebie advances. Because at the end of the day, old man with his granddaughter, they just fell over. (laughs) I mean, it's a funny story, but is it a truly monstrous story? I would say no. (laughs) Scooter bitches are all monsters. Uh, Never forget. Uh, That's just a (laughs) lesson to everybody. Uh, None of them know how to drive their scooters. Beware. Don't let them near you. They will hurt you. All right. There's got to be a scooter bitch racing game. There's got to be like a tournament where they race each other in their scooters. Oh, worst. Research. (laughs) All right. Next bracket. Uh, Jonathan's a friend of yours. It's the Shusher. Ooh, the shusher. Versus uh, a couple of ladies that... Uh, These pairings. A couple of ladies that I met at Starbucks. I don't know how monstrous they are, but we'll find out. <laughs> okay, would you like me to describe the shusher first? Please do. Okay, so the shusher is another member, <laughs> is a, yet another member of my uh, sketch group class that is uh, putting on a show now. Okay, so you know when you're young and in school and kids are running about underfoot and there's that one kid in the class who thinks he's a little more grown up than everyone else and decides that he's going to be the one that helps the teacher out by shushing everyone. Oh, I do, yes. Now put that in the context of, I'm sure you've seen this in a theater context, think about that. So you're a grown adult, you're putting on a production of some play or some such thing. The director is trying to get people's attention, and it's this person's job apparently to go, shh, 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 guys, guys, shh, guys, shh. This dude in my class is maybe two to three years younger than myself. I don't need you fucking shushing me. Yeah. You're a fucking ass kisser, a fucking brown noser, and I'm fucking tired of it. I wish I could say it to the guy's fucking face. Because you're not getting any brownie points, the director doesn't care that you're doing this, and what sort of monster inside your brain is being satiated by shushing? You just can't keep it to yourself, can you? It's a monkey on your back, and it is clawing at your flesh. Ugh. You have to shush, don't you, you fucking asshole? Ugh. How, mu- how much does that drive you insane? If you were in a show and someone did that to you. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got no need for that. He also took us, before opening night, he took us into a circle and he said, Hey guys, I think we should run over, I should, we should, uh, you know, go over the running order of tonight's sketches. And we all said, okay, well, you know, that seems like a fine way to review right before we go on. And he says, do we all want to say the names of the sketches together? Oh. And I, th- I looked at him and I went, do we have to? And he looked at me and he went, you don't have to do anything. And I thought, okay, you gay fuck. Yeah, that's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a given. I don't have to do anything. Ew. You are, who are you? You're like 25 years old. Yeah, grow up, can't. And I hate to pull this card, but it's like, dude, I know more about what is going on on this stage than you do. You're dropping lines, you're missing cues, you're not dedicated to the fucking acting that you do have to do on this stage. You're not as talented as most of the people here. That's why you're making up for it by being a fucking prick. 
Oy. Anyway, that's my monster, known as the Shusher. All right, uh, this monster, this is somebody, uh, again, I had an eventful uh, visit to Starbucks uh, last week. Well, a couple really? of eventful uh, visits to Starbucks last week. Uh, this is a person that I, I, Jonathan mentioned before the podcast that I thought I'd throw in. Uh, There's a couple of ladies that uh, came into Starbucks, and I noticed... Uh, a little bit later, I was like, "What's wrong? What's with this girl's shorts? They they fit really weird." Um, two attractive <laughs> ladies, by the way. Um, and I, uh, they had gone to the restroom, and they came out, and they had switched outfits completely. So you noticed the ill-fitting shorts? Do you believe before or after they went into the bathroom? No, I, I saw them come in. I saw them, you know, go towards the restroom. Um, and then a bit later, I noticed that they have switched clothes after a little bit of time. So even tops. They even did the yes, tops. Yeah, a complete, complete switch. I wonder if they did shoes. Uh, not, Surely not. Not positive about shoes. Uh, but yeah, they definitely they switched outfits completely. So oh, man. Some, some antics happened in a Starbucks restroom. I, some people think it's kind of monstrous. I support it. <laughs> uh, well, I will say that my monster is also attractive, and that's what's such a crime about it. The the Shusher is an attractive man. So really, so ladies, ladies, um, doing whatever they happen to do in that restroom, and then switching outfits entirely versus versus shushing. Yeah, a jag off. I vote. I vote for the Shusher. Ah, uh, yeah, I gotta give it to Shusher. These gals, maybe they had a little sexy time going. Maybe they, maybe that's just a little fun thing they do. I guess. It's definitely weird. It's I, definitely strange. It's very bizarre. I don't know if they're trying to be provocative to people in Starbucks, such as myself, that happen to notice that are watching all the people come in and out of Starbucks, but... They were your sirens, Brad. They I, were, I suppose They were calling so. you to the rocks. <laughs> come stare at our ill-fitting shorts, Brad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, and they were they were very, they were different size. It was very very strange. But yes, I agree. Sure, 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 sure. Great, great, great. All right, uh, guys, it's not over. We're still we're still rocking this thing. So, <laughs> Mama Darkness beat out Tinkercock Magneto, correct? She did. Which means she's going up against Uh-oh. the ringleader of my day at Starbucks, a man I call the Pin Chewer. Oh no. <laughs> All right. What a rogues gallery. <laughs> Uh, guys, again, this one day at Starbucks was very eventful, but it all started with a guy I call the pin chewer. <laughs> First of all, grown-ass man wearing shorts. Large guy. Well, he's also wearing, already. like, he, he's wearing, like, like, tennis shoes, but, like, sporty tennis shoes that are, like, neon green, like, I'm a runner, or I play basketball, or whatever people with neon green colored tennis shoes do. <laughs> sure, sure. And he's wearing a long sleeve t-shirt. Oh, boy. Uh, first of all, long sleeve t-shirt, shorts, no, you just can't. You no. shouldn't be wearing shorts, but if you're going to wear shorts, you don't get to wear a long sleeve t-shirt, ever. I don't even feel right in, like, baseball tees mm-hmm. that have those weird, not committed sleeves. Yeah. So the fact that he was in a full-on, straight-up long sleeve t- a long sleeve shirt, man, that feels like such a 90s thing. Exactly. I feel like you just don't see those anymore. And not only is he wearing, it's not, it's not, you think, maybe it's a laundry day for this guy, because that's what it looks maybe. like. But he's got, like, a pin on his shirt, like, some kind of little pin, like a decorative pin. Oh, oh okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, Please tell me he doesn't chew on that P-I-N. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I don't think he got around to that. Great. Um, but I did see, like, the first thing I noticed is that, like, he, I was like, he's, he's, what is he chewing on? Um, and he's chewing, like, on a USB thumb drive. 
Oh. Just absently, as he's on his laptop, it's Starbucks, and he's also taking up the large table and using all the space that he can, which I hate people taking up more space than they need in a busy Starbucks. I was about to say, you do not like a space taker. I don't like it, because like, I, I've been a person that's needed and used a lot of space in a Starbucks before, but when I do, it's like I do go, it's like on a weekday when it's not busy, and as soon as business starts picking up, like I, I move it in, and I keep to my area so that anyone can make use of all the seats. When people start taking seats away, like mm -hmm. that's fuck that i don't like it it's inappropriate this isn't your house it's not i agree you you can have if 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 the, if there is you know plenty of seating have as much space as you need in reason but then be like the little sparrow <laughs> if your reality changes <laughs> aka more people coming in how about you pack that shit up yeah yeah so so then, so then i see him like he put he put he, he like he's on his laptop and he's doing things and he like puts his USB drive in. So I'm like, oh, great. At least he'll stop chewing on that fucking USB drive. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, as soon like as soon as I've thought that, and I've, I've started tweeting about this guy, uh, he pulls out a pen. And, like, I mean, going to town. Like, I thought he was going to eat the pen. Like, uh, you know, if it's a nervous thing, you know, you put a pen in your mouth. Uh, I Okay, but he's chewing. He is just on it. And I'm, okay. and I'm like, fuck you, what is... Dude, it's, like, you know they sell food here, so if you're... What is your deal? Maybe you should, like, get some food or something. I, 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 ha I had completed that tweet and sent it. Eventually, he goes and gets food. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? This guy is psychically, uh, you know, he's he's hearing my thoughts. Maybe he's reading my tweets. I don't know. Um, but he's following my advice. He's went to get some food. Good job. Not so much. He, <laughs> oh, no. he inhales the piece of cake that he's got. Which, by the way, he got it on he a plate. He bought cake. Yeah. He bought cake. Yeah. Holy hell. Um, what's wrong with the cake? The cake's good. I don't know. Just the whole image that you've painted of oh, this yeah, guy yeah. and the fact that he gets up from his fucking table and he's like, what shall I get? <laughs> I know. I'll get cake. Don't get yeah. cake. Get he gets, something else. And he gets cake, like, and he has it on a plate with a fork. Ugh. First of all, like, st I, I, you know, if you get the, like, if you get the, like, the ceramic, like, mug to have coffee there, it's a little bit cheaper if you want to do that, and then they just have to wash a dish, and, you know, you're, they're not, there's not refuse. Okay, fine. Uh, I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, you can do that. You can just say four here, and it's, like, I think it's, like, 15 cents cheaper or something. It, you know. Sure. Um, me, I want to have the chance to be mobile, usually, so I usually just get the regular plastic up, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he, he gets it on the plate, which I'm like, just get it in the little bag. First of all, the washing the dish versus this little recyclable recycled paper bag, you're not saving the environment. Mm -hmm. So uh, calm it down. Also, you have a plate now, which when he finishes with it, he moves it to take up another chair's worth of space. He really, like, he really pressed, and it's like he's trying to keep people away from the table at this point. Well, yeah. He seems like an anxious guy. I mean, if you're chewing oh. on that many inanimate objects, oh. you've got some sort of innate anxiety. Well, wait for it, because well. as soon as, like, he, 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 like, he really inhaled the piece of cake, which, I he mean... He chewed his own hand off. <laughs> and again, you don't need a fork for this cake, because it's like a Starbucks. You just eat it. It's it, uh, Just eat it. Just take it with your hands, eat it. Sure. It's not, a, it's not a, you know, there's not icing. It's not, it's just a piece of cake. It's like you don't need it, the fork. He's got the fork, and immediately he's chewing on the end of the fork. Not the prongs, oh. mind you, the other end of the fork. Well, the prongs are sharp, Brad. <laughs> it's a plastic he's, fork. He's oh, it's plastic. That's weird. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a real fork because they gave him a real plate. Why not give him a paper plate? 
which means he's holding it by the end of the fork, which would, if, if the cake was so sticky that he requires a fork to eat it, now he's holding that with his hands as he chews on the end. I, you're doing everything wrong, you goddamn monster. Also, he's coughing without covering his mouth. Well, that's that's more evidence than anything. <laughs> and I get up to leave, and I, I again, I have tweeted so many things, uh-huh. and as I'm leaving, I see him straight up cough on a person. Ew. Like, he just, he turns his head to cough, and there's a person right there, and he just coughs on them. And I was like, fuck it, I'm out. I find, I find a small debate point, well, it may not be small, this might get contentious. I've never, I've never known cake to be just straight up eaten with your own hand. I well, feel it's, like it's more is... of a, it's more of a loaf cake. A loaf cake. What do you mean? Uh, like, like a, like a, like a banana bread. Like a slice of banana bread. Oh, okay, so, yeah, we're more in that department. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I guess you could go, I, now I feel like I guess you could go either way. Right, right. But, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you could pick that up. You don't necessarily need the plastic, (laughs) the plastic fork. (laughs) For some reason, the fact that they gave him a real, like, I imagine, like, a clay-fired plate. Yeah, and you have to ask for that. Here's a plate. You have to ask for that. Jesus. But they don't have silverware. They don't have real silverware. Starbucks, figure out how bougie you're going to get before you start passing out real plates. Are you Hooters or are you Starbucks? Figure it the fuck out. Here's a plastic fork. You can just throw that away. Thanks, I guess. Okay, so what we've got here, we've got a battle of wills between two self-delusional people. Yes. The question is, who is more delusional and what do we as a society lose because of their delusion? When do we lose more? In the face of Mama Darkness or in the face of the monstrous pen chewer? Hmm. Now, Mama Darkness, let's say you go see her perform. <laughs> She's on stage going, Hello, child, come up on stage so I can look at the bones. You might be offended. You might be uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you'll chuckle, and hey, it's a fairly decent story as you're walking out of the theater. Hey, remember that racist idiot? (laughs) She's pretty self-deluded. She thinks it's funny, but mm, I would say, okay, so let's talk about, defend the pen chewer. Why do you think he's the bigger monster? Well, I, I think I think I think the pinchewer is the bigger monster because of you know whereas Mama Darkness is sort of unaware of I assume unaware of how uh, racist she is and how uncomfortable it would make someone to have their belongings thrown on the floor yep. to some degree. Um, uh, Pinchewer is openly a taking up all the space, uh, you know, for himself. There's a selfishness there, um, which is uh, only furthered by his coughing without covering his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, his fashion choices are reprehensible, but the I, I feel the 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 most offensive and monstrous things are the coughing and the taking space in a very busy Starbucks. Yes. Which I think Mom- those things outrule um, unintentional uh, racism. Yes. Mama Darkness, at worst, could upset an evening, a solitary evening. Mm-hmm. But people, the Pinchur and people like the Pinchur are systematically upsetting basic social order <laughs> by taking up space. Like, they are actively pissing off. Not just you, I'm sure. I'm sure there were many people that walked by him thinking, this fucking guy, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we can't. Like, we can't just make room for each other, you fucking dum-dum. Yeah, I think we gotta give it to the pinchewer. So, sorry, Mama. Sorry, yeah. Mama. All right, next up, uh, the podcast team is gonna go up uh, against... Oh, some other people from the date Starbucks. Uh, the Fanny Jesus. Pack Strangers. 
Uh, How did you get out of there alive? <laughs> it was it was insane. Um, okay, give me the fanny pack, strangers. All right, guys, this is a quick one. I don't feel that they're going to do well, uh, but fanny pack, strangers, I saw a man in his early 30s, late 20s, as well as a man in his 40s that did not come in together. Separate people, but I'm putting them together, both wearing fanny packs on purpose. So I'm going to call them Fanny Bryce and Fanny Mae. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call those two schmucks. <laughs> These two schmucks sound like they are part of a cabal of fanny pack wearers. I mean, you are in Florida, Brad. I am. Um, if you can't, if you can't acclimate to the fanny packs, who you are in trouble, my friend. I, I agree. The fact that it's a guy who appeared to be in his twenties. I mean, my uncle, if he shows up on like the fucking golf course for a quick round, I mean, he's in his like early sixties. That dude wears a fanny pack. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. go to the tanning bed and you have a fanny pack. That makes sense. But a dude in his twenties, I mean, come on. And a dude in his forty, a guy in his 40s knows not to wear a fanny pack. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, and this I was mean, like, this was a spry 40. This wasn't like old lady 40. Like that late 40s woman that's had a hard life. Yeah. When you're in your 40s, you're supposed to have already learned some lessons. Mm -hmm. You should know a little bit better than the dude in his 20s. I would actually give more slack to the guy in his 20s because you're allowed to... More acceptable is your idiotic fashion choice. But as you get older, isn't there supposed to be a dignity in getting older? <laughs> Yeah. You would think, but they do not stand up against the the parade of choices <laughs> that Purple Kingpin and yeah. Cap Blackard. No, no, Cap Blackard is, uh, oh, no, sorry, you're right, you're right, sorry. I was about to say, yeah, Cap Blackard's the, like, the weird gender fuck guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm gender fuck. I have a one-man show that's running for two nights. Great. So, and, uh, easy, easy, He runs easy. a network. How many shows do you have to have to be a network? At least five, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's quite a few shows. Uh, oh. But, uh, yeah. I'm giving it to Cat Blackard and his assistant, Purple Kingpin. All right. Well, next up. All right. All right. We've got... Well, we got our uh, freebie freeloader oh, versus another, another person we've discussed before, uh, the uh, the crazy nerd from the Shadowcast that was screaming at the them to just fuck, hey, just, oh, no. No, no, fuck, and, and oh, spitting no. on my arm. Brad, this is, I mean, we can, we can move on, right? We know who yeah. the winner is of oh, that. It's, it's Shadowcast. Shadowcast all the way. I mean, this, this woman who has something wrong with her, <laughs> if it's mental, if it's economic, she is fighting for basic sustenance. <laughs> this monster over here is some sort of sexually stunted adult who is just frothing and percolating at the mere hint of sex. Yeah. And splashing you with her excess bile. <laughs> yes, agreed. Agreed. All right. Oh, man. All right, so... Last up, we've got, ah, uh, we got the Shusher versus a friend of yours, uh, Mr. Ooh. Director. Okay, so quick ex explanation of Mr. Director. Once again, this is connected to my sketch show, which is apparently the only thing going on in my life right now, except for the Mr. Belvedere episode where Wesley gets molested. <laughs> Those are the only two things in my life right now, and my theories on birds that I'm cultivating. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so the I'll call him Mr. Director. I, I'm, I'm borderline worried that I'm talking this much about a, a show that's already going on because God no no one will fucking hear this <laughs> that's in any way feasibly connected to it. Mr. Director is homophobic. He's a nice guy. He's a bad director. He's the worst kind of director because he's not actively bad. He's just mediocre. So he makes lazy choices. He has a sense of humor that's really broad. Very CBS Thursday night, if you know what I'm fucking saying. Uh, that fucking means anything to you. This 
will be funny. Why? Why would anyone find this funny? Fuck you. He told me, he came up to me at a certain point, I'm not gonna give the context of what I was performing, but he said to me, hey John, can you straighten it up sexually? Oh. Fuck you. I've had people say this to me before in other productions, and if you were in any way a talented director, you would find a way to get me to do what you want me to do without fucking commenting on who I am as a person. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Can you straighten this up sexually? Because I know that at your core, you're inherently faggy. Can you maybe just bury that as much as humanly possible? I need a man right now, and I'm not really seeing a man. Ugh. You know what I mean? So fuck you, you're a bad director. This is what you say. Hey, uh, John, think of this character as, like, Don Draper Mad Men. Very stiff, square-jawed, no nonsense. Go that way. If you would say that to me, my brain wouldn't immediately go, fuck you. It would go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Yeah. As opposed to me immediately picking up on your real message, which is, fuck you, faggot. Yeah. Ugh. I had another director of a musical who told the entire male ensemble on many occasions, remember guys, you're guys. Remember? Ugh. You're guys. That means when you hold the baseball bats, you don't throw them around like they're magic wands. You grip the bats, right? And then she turned to the music director and she said, right? And this guy, who is the gayest motherfucker in the room, said, yeah, guys, come on, let's go. That's exactly how he sounded. That's not exactly how he sounded. But he was very gay. And it's like, I'm not taking masculinity cues from fucking Daddy Warbucks of the gay kingdom over here. Fuck you. Anyway, that's my monster. Who's right. up against? The Shusher. The Shusher. So, what do we what do we hate more? Nonsensical education when it comes to propriety? Or straight up homophobia? Uh, John, I think this is your call. I think the shusher actually annoys me more. Isn't that nuts? I mean, uh, what's, what's the age on uh, Mr. Director here? Mr. Director, uh, keep in mind he has two little girls with one more on the way. I'd say he is between the ages of 35 and 37. Okay. <laughs> he's like Adrian. He's like Adrian. He's, you know. he's 36. He's 36. Yeah, probably. Yeah, between 35 and 37. I'm going to guess 36. Sure, 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 sure. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, yeah. I, I know mean, you said it's my call, but... I mean, I, I think, I mean, Mr. like, direct homophobia. He said that once. I've had to hear right. the shushing every fucking Sunday for the last, like, it's, year. I basically had to hear for the last year. <laughs> it's a question of ignorance versus a a, a, a a psychological need to to uh, be... Control. Be controlling, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I, yeah, I think the shusher is more monstrous. Yeah. Because also the director, I think, he said that without even thinking about it. It right. just came out of his mouth. There was no premeditated, oh, I'm going to fucking take this kid down a notch. With the shusher, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, there's just an, I feel like there's more of a, a Neanderthal-like ignorance from the director. Yeah. Yeah, let's give it to the shusher. Bigger monster. All right, all right. Well, here we go. Here we go, guys. It's getting hot now. Uh, we're we're down to it. We're in the final four. This has been this has been a this has been a very heated battle. It has. This is. I'm enjoying this. We may have to do this again. All right. We we're got, gonna have to cultivate a lot more monsters. <laughs> most of these came from one day of my life. That's true. <laughs> All right. We got Pinchewer versus the podcast team. Okay, Pinchewer versus the podcast team. You know, I think it should go to the podcast brothers. Really? The pin the pinchewer at the end of the day is not nearly as dynamic mm -hmm. as the podcast brothers. 
I mean, these are two maniacs we've got up here. I mean, on one side, you've got a dude who's eating banana loaf cake with a fucking plastic fork. He's taking up too much room and he's coughing on people. Sure, sure, sure. You could walk into any state in this fucking continental United States of ours and you could fucking meet a million pen chewers. You know what's interesting about this pairing is we've got we've got polar opposites. We've got one person that is monstrous because his of his, uh, his unawareness of what he's doing. And the other mm-hmm. group is monstrous because they are trying so hard to do something. Well, it's like, let's say in in terms of mythological monsters, if we're going into that realm, I would say that because he's so common, the Pinchuer is like the common troll. Mm-hmm. You know, you're walking along and you think to yourself, God, there's a lot of fucking trolls around here. Ugh, they're pretty gross, but yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. But then, every now and then, you'll spot a pair of winged, gender-fuck, comic book-loving unicorns, just <laughs> pegasus flying through the sky, and you think to yourself, now those are some monsters. All right, all right. I, I You know, I can I can definitely see that. So, uh, podcasting takes out the pinchewer. Sorry, pinchewer. Wow. Stop coughing up people. I mean, don't get us wrong, pinchewer. You're a monster. Stop coughing up people. Yeah. All right, well, and that means we got to go uh, the shusher versus oh. the spitter. The sh- oh, shadow cast. <laughs> All right. Well. God, I mean, that was the shortest thought I've ever had in my life since <laughs> my birth, since my birth, Brad. <laughs> and that means we got a shadow cast spitter versus the podcast oh, team. You know what? Unless you think otherwise, I don't think this is much of a contest, Brad. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Because I don't think it's that much of a contest. I, well... I think the podcast team, whilst being, like, insane and over the top and doing a lot of things, they're doing a lot of things. The Shadowcast Spitter is just a crazed, obsessed nerd that's spewing invective and spit Mm -hmm. at a Shadowcast that she is so happy to be at. I honestly, I think Shadowcast Spitter is worse. Definitely. And I'll say this about the podcasting brothers. They are, especially Cap Blackman. Blackard. Blackard. Cap Blackard is, you know, as ridiculous as it is, and I, I'm about to just keep in mind what I'm saying, Ramjack listeners. Keep oh. in mind that this is one third of the Inland Empire commentary cast. <laughs> I'm about to say this. As ridiculous a project as a podcast network, which was called what? Um, like the, the nerd... Nerdy show. Nerdyshow.com. Nerdy show. As ridiculous as that is, hey, it's a creative endeavor. And what we learned at Sunday in the Park with George is that creation, for the sake of creation, is inherently beautiful. And you can't let Brad or I or anyone... Hey, Cat Blackman, I'm talking to you right now. You can't let us hold you back. You or the Purple Cat. Hey, get that Kingpin's show on the air. You two moronic unicorns, Pegasus, <laughs> flying through the air, shitting on everybody. Talking about bankruptcies. You're beautiful. Now, Shadowcast Girl, you need help. You are a screaming harpy. You're not even a siren. You're not even one of those two girls who switched clothes back there. You're like a harpy tearing away at her own scaly skin. You're the worst. I, I agree. Oh, uh, well, that's, uh, that's... Spitting on Brad. Brad, I've seen you explode at people. How did you not explode? Uh... There, there was so much happening. Like, oh, honestly, that, I was broken. I was broken. That photo you put on the Facebook group of the Shadowcast, was that a photo from the, the con that you went to or just an old photo? That's an old photo that I found on their Facebook group. That honestly looks more put together than the shit we saw. What about the dude who had pit stains in that photo? <laughs> um, 
more put together than the dude we saw. I kept wondering if pit stains were a part of the character that he was playing. No, and no, I thought no, to no. myself, if that's the case, that's one thing. But I'm willing to bet it's not. <laughs> nope, that's just him. Just a sweaty dude who hasn't done enough exercise and you put him on stage to do some rudimentary dancing and he has a heart attack. Yeah. Shadowcast... You win, April Anarchy. You win. Oh wow! Well, we did it, guys. That's our first, uh, our first official monster bracket. <laughs> We're gonna have to wait until next April. That's when this takes place. <laughs> Absolutely, unless there's a May monster mayhem. No, I would love the. I love the idea of doing another April Anarchy, and by that point, do you realize how many you'd have to do an entire episode? Oh, absolutely, we could. You could just you could take notes on like every fucking monster that you ever encountered. Oh wow! What if what if in 2014? I do you remember the mom who was like smacking her child because she wouldn't stop talking to that foreign European man? Yes. And compared her daughter to dudes, she's fucked. <laughs> If she was in 2014, I'd be fighting for her all the way to the end. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that was 2013. If we had been playing back then, she would have put that TR on her fucking head and walked away. (laughs) Oh, man, what a freak. (laughs) Love it. Brad, you know, the summer movie season, I think, technically, has already started with the release of Captain America the Winter Soldier. Indeed. Um, And guys... uh... I've, I've, well, I've, I saw Muppets uh, last week. Muppets Most Wanted. Muppets Most Wanted. Quite enjoyed it. I, and I saw Captain America Today. Enjoyed it as well. So I'm uh, I'm two for two uh, enjoying movies this year so far. I think if Alex were here, he would say both of those films are fun rights. <laughs> Even if he didn't like them, he'd still say, yeah, that's a fun ride. Definitely. Alex, here is a masterpiece by one Picasso. That's a fun ride. Now over here, Alex, <laughs> is a velveteen painting of Elvis that's been pissed on by a dog. That's fun right? <laughs> Uh, now, we haven't done a summer movie preview in how, count, countless episodes. Oh, yeah. Untold. You, you couldn't possibly calculate it. Impossible. It's <laughs> impossible things are happening every day, as Rogers and Amberstein <laughs> taught us. The summer movie preview is back. Brad, you feel like you're out of the loop. Why, why is that? Uh, well, you know, last year was kind of a long year. I didn't really stay on top of my movie news last year. Uh, I'm an, I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> You, I, oh, fuck you. You put that at my feet. Brad, why don't, why don't you feel you're up on the cinema news? Well, I mean, John, not, to, not to put a fine point on it, but I had some other concerns uh, last year when a lot of these movies were being filmed and announced. God. Didn't really see much uh, of the 2013 movie cycle either. <laughs> Except her. Fuck her once again. Oh, yeah, you did not like her. I feel like I didn't have strong feelings walking out. It kind of bummed me out just on a purely empathetic, yeah, that's what relationships are like, I guess. They can be pretty fucking sad. I'm pretty bummed. But beyond that, I don't think I had any strong feelings. How'd you feel about the acting in that one? I find serviceable. It's just, it all comes down to the idea for me. And the whole premise of the movie is, you know, sometimes people are in relationships and sometimes people change and that's okay. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes the person who changes becomes a sentient, atmospheric, godlike being I, who mind melds with every other computer interface on the planet. I, 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 I like thinking, there's so much of a premise there that you could do things with and go, mm. discuss ideas, and they didn't. Well, Brett, if you didn't like that Scarlett Johansson film, you might enjoy her in a little movie. I can't find it here. So what, what we're doing today, Ramjack listeners, is I'm going to be guiding Brad through the official summer movie season. I can't seem to find this right off the bat in terms of where it lands on the calendar. But have you seen the trailer for a film called Lucy starring Scarlett Johansson? No, I have not. 
Lucy seems to be kind of maybe in the same mold, but this is very much a science fiction adventure thriller. Lucy is a woman who is kidnapped. She has a bag full of mysterious blue drugs placed inside her stomach, and she is told that she has to transport these drugs to another individual. She is beaten up in a holding cell, and as a result, the bag bursts, and the drugs begin to affect her brain so that she slowly begins to use essentially 100% of her brain's capacity. Oh, fuck And at a certain that. point, what? They're breaking out the, we don't. We only use 10% of our brain bullshit? Yeah, Morgan Freeman's in it too, and he has that whole spiel about, think about what we could do with the other 90% of our brains. But we use 100% of our brains, that's not a thing. I know, but it looks fun in the sense that at a certain point, she can, it's, it's full science fiction, full science fiction. She's like changing her hair color, she's basically creating like other appendages, and she can like sense every living being on the planet. She's basically becoming this unstoppable god who can kill you by moving her hand to the right. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks, I don't know, I find it compelling just in the sense of action adventure. And if you didn't like her, which was about Scarlett Johansson basically being a god, maybe you'd like this movie about Scarlett Johansson basically being a god. Well, I mean, I love Scarlett Johansson. Um, hate people talking about we only use 10% of our brain. But I love I think an action rock. Yeah, you would definitely have to kind of skirt that. It's definitely not being sold as, like, pseudo-real science. Um, right, it's, right. It, I think it's, I, I just, they don't even go just, as far. It just bothers me when, like, things that are so, like... I, I feel like, you know, if you said something like that, like, in the 70s or the 60s, it's like, all right, well, you know, the average public doesn't know. I feel like we've come farther than saying we only use 10% of our brain. As a people. Well, you're kind of a hard guy to sell movies to, I feel, sometimes, because, like with Belvedere, like, I'll be discussing Belvedere with you and Alex, and I've brought up this point before, we're all called nonsense on something, and you'll say, ah, it was the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) And then later on, like, four minutes later, you'll point out something that you noticed, and you're like, how is this a thing? How how could this possibly exist? And suddenly, the it was the 80s rhetoric has been thrown out the window. Well, it's, it's, you know, generally, I'll say it's only, I feel like most of those things, when I say it was in the 80s, is because I remember them being things. Because I'm just slightly older enough of you, older than you, to remember some things in the 80s. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, oh, wait, so you're playing the age card? I, I listen, feel like listen, part of it. pup, I was there. <laughs> I lived through it. But with movies, you know, as a as a parallel to this, I feel like sometimes you'll see a movie and you'll walk out, and if someone calls foul on a plot point or a theme, I feel like in the past you've kind of had uh, the sort of philosophy of, eh, it's a movie. Like, don't worry about it. It's a movie. We'll go with it. You know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But in other cases, you seem to hit snags on just, like, the basic premise or, you know, some other element of the film. I, it's generally, it's because to me, it's all about the ideas they're espousing. Like, it annoys me that they're doing the 10% of the brain thing, but, like, it's not going to hurt my enjoyment of the film. Okay. Well, I just find good, it, good, I, good. I find it, uh, it's just, I just think it's really dumb, and they don't necessarily have to do that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, they could definitely set up this idea of her being all-powerful in many, many ways, but at least in Lucy, it doesn't seem like they're going to be so obsessed with that setup, right, right, whereas right. in her, the entire movie is just predicated on this sort of admittedly half-baked college junior idea of how love works. Yeah. Um, which the men and women in this, in the movie Her, should probably know better at that point. Yeah. Considering, I think, all of the characters in that film are in their late 30s. Um, so let's get, with with that first film out of the way, I don't know where that falls on the calendar, but let's start with May 2014. So, we've got The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Brad, you excited? <gasps> I, I, we got, you know, I, we got Paul Giamatti, uh, Paul, the rhino. Paul Giamatti is the rhino is so funny to me. Like, oh, yeah. I just find that concept 
fucking hilarious. Yes. I will say, like, all these superhero things, I'm pretty much game for most of them. I, I like, I don't really, I don't want to see any more Spider-Man movies, but I do want to see Paul Giamatti be a rhino. I think his role is very much contained to a cameo, you know, like Aww. a sort of cold open, maybe, I think mm-hmm. is the buzz on the street. I, I just saw Paul Giamatti. I, I'm, I'm re-watching Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes on Blu-ray. Um, it's not, it's actually not that bad of a film. It's basically got a Disney plot where mm-hmm. the bad guys are super evil and everyone else is purely good. Yeah. Paul Giamatti is the reason to revisit that oh, film. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Because he's a maniac. He's acting through that makeup. Oh, yeah. Everyone else is doing fine. But especially Helena Bottom Carter, it, I don't know what she's really doing. She's got this weird, sexy vibe going on that mm-hmm. I do not appreciate. <laughs> no, it's very disturbing. And Mark Wahlberg, oh, the gay listeners out there, I don't think there are any, but oh, Mark Wahlberg is beautiful in this movie. <laughs> he, he might as well be fresh off of, like, the the underwear model ads and the Funky Bunch, because ooh, ooh, mwah, molta bene. <laughs> That's some sweet, though, spicy Mark Wahlberg. So we've got The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Brad's, you know, kind of on board, eh, for, you know, Paul Giamatti. I would say that I definitely did not like the first Amazing Spider-Man. I thought it was a mess, and I thought it was pretty much a chore to sit through. But I will, I feel, go see this uh, with my comic book book nerd friend, Brandon. I, I want to see Jamie Foxx. Apparently the Green Goblin's in the mix, too, because mm-hmm. God forbid we not throw everything into the second movie. Right. And I don't know if you know this, but Sony has huge plans for this era of Spider-Man. They're going to basically start setting up the Sinister Six. Wow. Okay. There's a shot in the trailer where they're in the, you know, the bowels of Oscorp, and you see basically the vulture's wings. You see Doc Ock's arms. And yeah, it's 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 pretty clear. These trailers do not do a good job of hiding that stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, and the thing is, like, I'm not a, opposed to Spider-Man as a character, but I don't really like any of the Spider-Man movies. Any of them. I never have. It just, oh, really? I, it just I, for whatever reason, it just does not click with me. Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, I'll watch those basically anytime, anywhere. Spider-Man 3 is ridiculous and nonsense. <laughs> yes. But I, I would say that I do have especially a fondness for Spider-Man 2. We're on different, we're on different sides, man. The Confederates versus the Union. <laughs> That's what this boils down to. Well, Brad, let's let's give you three let's give you three films that are clearly not gonna be the summer blockbusters that the studios are hoping for. Also in May, coming out May 9th, we've got Neighbors, Mom's Night, and Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return. Hmm. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you right now. Neighbors is I don't know if you're aware, I th- I'm pretty sure it's the Zach Efron Seth Rogen comedy. Where okay. Seth Rogen is married to Rose Byrne, which makes no sense. They have a newborn baby, and they move in next door to what they discover is a frat house run by Zac Efron. Wow. Zac Efron takes his shirt off a lot, and I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> mom's Night is a comedy about moms taking a night off. And let me tell you right now, things get crazy. Wow. Legends of Oz Dorothy's Return is a CGI nightmare film starring Leah Michelle, Kelsey Grammer, and Patrick Stewart as a tr- talking tree. <laughs> Mm. Among others. <laughs> you gotta go see one. What are you seeing? <laughs> Opening day. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna support the ladies. Oh. Um, because I don't want to see any of those, but I, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, who's in the mom's 
might. Honestly, I watched the trailer while bored at work. I couldn't tell you. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any ladies in there that either one of us would recognize. In my mind, I was just pre- I was just hoping and pretending that it was we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, Kristen Wiig and the whole uh, bridesmaids crew back, and we're gonna make another movie. No, Mom's Night is clearly a smaller studio's ripping off of that conceit. Uh, well, let's put together a lady ensemble, but these lady none of these ladies are named ladies. Well, I don't want to see Seth. Rogan versus a frat with a kid. I don't want to see... I, I don't think I need to see uh, Wizard of Oz CGI. No, no, Legends of Oz. <laughs> Legends of Oz, uh, yeah. Dorothy's Pat- Return. <laughs> Patrick Stewart is a tree. I mean, I'm sure that's a delight. Kelsey Grammer as a marshmallow soldier? Yeah, fuck Kelsey Grammer. I hate that dude. Um, Megan oh. Hilty as a China doll princess? Ah, oh, I don't know who that is. Megan Hilty was uh, the blonde star of Smash on NBC. <laughs> Oh, that's why and I don't know Broadway. who that is. Okay, she is right. She is known more for Broadway than anything else. Okay, that's why I recognize the name. So, Brad, you heard it here first. He's buying one ticket for Mom's Night, please. That's and right. The, the employee of the theater will go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm supporting the ladies. Brad will say to the employee, did I stutter? <laughs> one for Mom's Night. <laughs> okay, so Mom's Night, great. That's the only movie Brad will see in the entire month of May. <laughs> That means, Brad, you'll be missing out on Godzilla coming May 16th. Uh-huh. How excited are you for Godzilla? Go. Zero. I, I've, I, I've never been... I, like, I knew a lot of friends that were really into Godzilla. Never was. I don't need a Godzilla movie. It doesn't help that Brian Cranston and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is hot, 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 are in the film. Eh. <laughs> doesn't really help. Uh, if you ever need a blurb of Brad going, eh, for your cell phone, that was it. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a text message. Eh. It's subtle. It's subtle. I miss a lot of text messages. I just saw the trailer. I've been doing this thing recently where I try to avoid trailers online so that when I, if I know I want to see the film, like I did this with Captain America, mm-hmm. I went in basically having not seen any full trailers, and I actually do think it made it a more fun experience because a lot of those money shots were not ruined for me. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of trailers now because I went to see that today, and one of them was Godzilla. It looks like it could be, it looks very, uh, you know, as as par for the course here in our very dark time. It's very grisly, very uh, very dark and foreboding. Brian Cranston is crying f- straight up half through the trailer. Oh boy. Just sobbing about like, you don't understand. It's bigger than anything we could have ever anticipated. <laughs> you see, I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna have a big monster movie like that, I, 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 cause I mean, uh, you know, we got this with Pacific Rim. I just, I need uh, some ideas. I just, I, I need ideas in movies. <laughs> or I need it I to be completely I- ridiculous. And I can't... I think Pacific Rim was definitely ridiculous. I think Godzilla is trying to provide a more heady, thoughtful film. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of themes from the original film, like the idea that nuclear, you know, energy nuclear war, that is like not going to be what keeps us going. In fact, it could be our downfall, I think is going to be the main idea. <laughs> Again, not exactly original, but it's sure. certainly more thoughtful than anything Pacific Rim gave us. Yeah, yeah. I just... I, I, and I... Yeah, and if it's going to be like a big monster fast, I, I wish we'd. I'd prefer they go like Clover. I enjoyed Cloverfield. I think that was mm-hmm. like a fun, fun way to go about doing that. But I think it'll definitely be more in line with a film such as that. Uh, okay, Brad. I know that you're up for superheroes. Tell me if you're ready for May 23rd when we get X Men: Days of Future Past. Uh, that I am down for. 
Now, have you seen? You've seen all of the X Men films up to this up, up to this point. I, I have indeed. I've seen them all, and I was I was a uh, I was big into X Men when I was a kid. So I'm I'm super down. They got me. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I was just I remember re- uh, I was at a uh, like a movie exchange store which with used movies, and I remember the fact that there's X Men, but then X Men Two is called X Two X Men United. Yeah. I forget about that because I don't even think that full title is in the film proper. Yeah. And then X-Men 3 is called X-Men X3, The Last Stand. Then we had, I mean, how many have we had at this point? We've had X-Men Origins, Wolverine. We've had The Wolverine. Are there any more beyond that? Uh, Oh, X-Men First Class. First Class. And I, I really liked First Class. Now, there was a contentious debate today between, if you remember, the monster Captain America and my friend Brandon. Mm-hmm. They, for some reason, have this bet going as to what's going to make more money. X-Men Days of Future Past or The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Gut Instinct, what do you think would make more money? Ah, uh, what's going to... I... I I think Spider-Man because I, I think it's a uh, I think it's more openly accessible and I think the advertising is going to be over the top. I mean it already is. I would I would agree that that would have been my it's, main reason. It's more kid friendly as well, so it's a bigger audience. Whereas yeah. Days of Future Past, like I mean I've seen some of the trailers and just knowing like uh, the basis of what's vaguely going to be entertained in this movie, it's going to be kind of dark. Yeah, it's going to be dark. There's a lot of um, complicated shit going into it that you'd you'd have to be a pretty diehard fan to even really get off your ass and care. Yeah. And what was so dumb is that the Captain America, he was talking about box office, but he kept saying, well, X-Men is clearly the better movie. Since when did the better movie earn more money? Doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, moving on. We're out of May. Oh, no, we're not. We got one more. May 30th, Angelina Jolie and Disney's... Maleficent. I saw the trailer for that today. Holy hell, right? Uh, what are yeah. they doing? What is don't that? Know. Don't know. Captain America did get a good joke in as that trailer was playing where he just said, I don't understand why they don't don't just call it uh, Malfeasance. <laughs> Disney's Malfeasance. <laughs> Mendacity starring Angelina Jolie. It looks oh, bad. Menda- yeah, yeah, I don't... I, but, I, you know, I've heard people talk about, like, like she's one of the great Disney villains, and I'm like, mm. I don't... Again, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of the Disney movies. Um, wasn't really aware. I don't think care. She, is, she is pretty iconic, mainly because, you know, there's that big set piece at the end where she turns into the dragon. I think that stuck with a lot of people. But the problem is, I don't think kids know what Maleficent is. There's one trailer for that film where they keep cutting between the animated segment and the live-action equivalent, almost Ooh. as if to say, hey, remember that this was a movie? Yeah, well, now I it's a movie, movie again. And kids didn't see that movie. No, they definitely and, didn't. And I... You, no one's going back and watching that movie, I mean, on purpose. Like, unless your parents are making you, uh, it's from a different time. I'm sorry, but it's it's not it's not going to hold up. It, does not, it doesn't have to hold up. Uh, maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Don't need to see it. Won't see it. I agree, Brad. Maleficent is a no-go. You with me? Agreed. We're putting our no-go stamp on it. Grow <laughs> up and <Good>. shut up. <laughs> I want to go see that film. Grow up and shut up. I want to go see that film. Grow up and shut up. <laughs> now let's move into June. Brad, there are a ton of movies I could talk about in June. I mean, come on. There's, uh, you know, The Fault in Our Stars. Uh, 22 Jump Street, How to Train Your Dragon 2. But we're not going to talk about any of those. Okay. Fuck those movies. The only movie that matters in June 2014 is the fourth entry in a saga that has no end. And that is Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> wow. It's happening. It's going to be quite a summer, guys. The robots are back in town. Ugh. Oh. Did you see that trailer, too, before uh, Captain America? No, I did not. My favorite moment, and I'm pretty sure that this character appears in some form in every Transformers movie, Stanley Tucci at one point pops up in that trailer and goes, Don't you get it? We don't need you anymore. 
Cut to death and destruction. Oh. Every movie features a character that says, Get out of here, Transformers! <laughs> we don't need you, we can fight our own battles with guns and pl- Well, no, we can't. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Transformers, come back! <laughs> it looks like a movie for morons. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, have you not seen the Dinobots? No. <laughs> You had, you're telling me you had no idea that there were dinosaur Transformers? Oh, I was aware. I just didn't know they were going to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. At one point, Optimus Prime faces off against a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Transformer robot, and punches him in the head. <laughs> and then wow. later, he's riding the dinosaur. So it's a robot on a dinosaur robot, like a horsey. Oh, I, I kind of need to see this trailer now. I may have to go do that well, later. Mark Wahlberg is in 90% of the trailer. Just speaking of Mark Wahlberg, star of Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Uh, looking still very attractive. You know, he's got a rugged look about him, but oh boy, he's in full-on the happening mode. <laughs> nice. Where every line is delivered like this. Oh, oh, you guys, I think I found a Transformer. He's the worst. <laughs> and his daughter is like 19-year-old jailbait, and there's no way Mark Wahlberg would have a daughter that old. It makes no sense, and it looks like he's going to fuck her at any point. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I don't like it. Stanley Tucci, what the fuck are you... Hey, guess what? Kelsey Grammer's in it, too. Oh, Playing basically, you know how in the X-Men films, there's always that one senator that's like, I don't like mutants. I'm yes. an evil senator. He's that guy. Uh, <laughs> Except he hates Transformers. <laughs> I hate robots. <laughs> and then he sings about tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> but that's June 2014. Let's go directly into July 2014. Brad, I think I finally have a movie that you're going to be fully on board for. July 11th, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Absolutely. <sighs> you know, I, haven't, I still haven't seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, it's really good. I've been meaning to uh, borrow it from, yet I've been mentioning my friend Brandon a lot. Uh, I need to watch that because, yeah, I want to see this new one. Gary Oldman's up in the mix, correct? Yes. I believe he's, like, the main leader of, like, a human outpost or some such thing. Mm-hmm. So it seems. I'm, I'm super excited. I, I, I love my Apes movies. I love all the originals. Not so much uh, the Tim Burton movie. I mean, uh, Paul Giamatti is wacky, agreed, but I, you know. Sure. The, makeups, the makeup effects by Rick Baker are great. Sure. Production design is uh, clearly well-funded. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, the, the story and writing leave a, a bit to be desired, especially when Tim Roth opens up Mark Wahlberg's mouth way farther than it should and goes, is there a soul in there? Yeah. It's so over-the-top oh. and silly. But I, I love, um, yeah, I, I, I loved uh, I loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I, it, was, it was amazing. I'm super excited about this. I mean, I couldn't, the only way I could be more excited is if they somehow CGI'd uh, Ricardo Montalban into the movie. No, we can't keep doing that to poor dead actors. We can't keep doing that. Yeah, but it's Ricardo Montalban. They're doing it with Paul Walker in The Last Fast and the Furious. They're doing it with Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Last Hunger Games. We can't do that. I, I will say that I had a weird moment on the bus earlier today going to Captain America. I mentioned, I said the, the title of the film, Planet of the Apes, and I'm pretty sure two older black women glared at me. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was paranoid, but I wanted to lean over and go, I'm talking about the movie. You know, the movie Planet of the Apes. You're not mad at me, right? You're mad about something else, right? <laughs> I'm not racist. <laughs> I know I, I know I've said some really stupid things on Ramjack, but it's but it's all for comedy. You know one thing I realized on this bus, it's just a planet of the apes. <laughs> you know, I walk around this city <laughs> and I think they should call it Chicago. Thanks a lot, King Obama. King Obama Oh, that's racist. Look over there, that's racist. And you thought to yourself, oh, what's this gonna Oh it is <laughs> It is very racist. Who's this guy overreacting? What's this do- Oh, <laughs> 
Now, coming July 18th, Brad, we've got the new film from the uh, from the, the Wachowski pair. We can't call them the Wachowski brothers anymore because, as we know, one of them is a uh, uh, has transgender uh, had sur- transgender surgery and is now a female. They are now known as the Wachowskis, and they are bringing to us. Are you aware of a little film called Jupiter Ascending? Not at all. Jupiter Ascending looks fucking dumb, but like you're gonna hate it because I think it thinks it's super smart. Oh boy. Channing Tatum plays a weird super soldier with elf ears and. Okay, do you remember the movie? I think it was. Remember the movie we had the year where there were two Friends with Benefits movies? Yes. Okay, the girl from that 70s show who was in one of those films. Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis. Okay, so she basically plays the Neo Matrix role an everyday uh, bathroom attendant maid type character who's whisked away into the stars by Channing Tatum, and aliens want to get her because she's the herald of some new age and Earth is in danger. Oh. It looks like so much much money was spent on this film, Brad. I mean, the effects will have no effect on you, wordplay, but it looks so expensive. Yeah, I just have no use for sci-fi fantasy. I don't I don't like sci-fi fantasy, like the genre sci-fi fantasy. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're definitely going to want to avoid that on July 18th. Here's another one you're going to want to avoid. The sequel to Planes. We're getting a sequel to Disney's Planes. It's called Planes, Fire and Rescue. Uh, what is Planes? Right. Planes is the spinoff of Cars. Oh, wow, okay. Where Dane Cook plays a hotshot crop duster plane mm. who just wants to race with the big boys. Yeah. And all the other planes are like, huh, this corn-fed hick. And he's like, hey, I can do it too. And then in this one, they're all fighting fires. Because in a world that only, that only houses, there are no mystical birds, there are no people, it's just cars, planes, and other modes of transportation. Why would they care about a fire? Wouldn't you think they'd burn it all down and put concrete down? Why do you care about forest fires? There are no animals. Even the bugs in cars are cars. They're VW bugs, Brad. (laughs) Wow. That, that are the size of bugs. That's how clever the movie Cars is. To give you a fucking idea of how much time they spend in the writer's room for Cars. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, moving on. Brad, you know how one year we had two movies about Friends with Benefits? Well, 2014 is the movie with two Hercules movies. We've already had one. It was called The Legend of Hercules. Did you know that Mr. Dwayne Johnson is in a Hercules film? I didn't know we had a Hercules film, much less two. Much less uh, The Rock was a Hercules Look, The Legend of Hercules came and went. It was a 300 knockoff. Nobody fucking went to go see it because it starred nobody. Mm. But this one stars the Scorpion King himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) Star of Escape to Witch Mountain. He's back and he's playing Hercules. And the thing about the first Hercules film we got, it was like a shitty origin story, so he didn't fight any monsters. In this one, he fights all of the monsters. Snake monster, pig monster, big lion. He just fights a big lion at one point. You know, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. I loved the Hercules. Like, I loved Greek mythology when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. and I was really into Hercules for some reason. Nice. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. You want to know the reason? What is the reason? The reason was because I was super gay. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I have no idea why I was into Hercules. I do. It's because I was super gay. (laughs) A big, strong man fighting monsters. That's pretty gay. (laughs) I, cause um, the thing about The Rock is, like, he's made a lot he's of- charming. He's made tons of shitty movies, sure. Yep. But yeah, he is charming. He's he's like, he's like, uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger that you can understand the words. Well, every time a Rock movie comes out, there's always some stupid article about, when will The Rock become a real star? And I'm like, what do you mean? He makes movies all the time. Yeah. He is a star. Yeah, I mean, he's getting all the paychecks. 
He's in the latter half of the Fast and the Furious franchise. I mean, what more do you want? He's never yeah. going to be a respected actor. No. He's going to be a star, and that's not the same thing. What I think may happen is, like, when he's an old man, um, he's he's all of a sudden, because he's been around for so long, and he's made so much fucking money, he's going to start, like, Clint Eastwooding it and making, like, respectable art films, and people are going to look, mm-hmm. are going to pretend that he's always been, like, a great actor. Man, that's going to be a weird world to live in. If that happens, Brad, I will give you 10 bucks. I, I would if not it, be surprised. If we all turned around and do a 180 and go, man, that Dwayne Johnson, can you remember when we used to call him The Rock? Well, I would never do that now. He's such an auteur. Um, Brad, you know, you could also see a film on July 25th that's not Hercules, or you could see this with this film. It's a little sequel called Step Up, All In. All In. All In. Is it 3D? They're back. Is it in 3D? You know, it doesn't say it. I'm sure there will be a 3D option, Brad. There better be, or fuck that. You're a fan of the Step-In franchise, correct? I've seen the one. Uh, so oh, I thought, didn't you Didn't you watch one for Ramjack? We we watched Step-Up 3D. Okay, I wonder if that's in the Wikipedia and, under the... Uh, and by watched, I mean I bought Step-Up 3D oh, on Blu-ray. That was a different time. You were in better circumstances back then. I really was. Gosh. Back I... when you could flat-out purchase Step-Up 3D. Uh, I'll probably purchase it again someday. Brad, we're moving into the last month of... Uh, the summer movie season, August 2014. Here's a science fiction adventure film you're not going to want to see. Guardians of the Galaxy by Marvel. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Oh, you're in for this one? Yeah, definitely. But, okay, tell me why. Well, A, like, I'm vaguely familiar of from the of the comic book. And mm-hmm. B, it, it's not taking itself seriously. It looks like fun. Um, it does. I've enjoyed all of the Marvel movies thus far. Uh, I'm perfectly willing to give it a pass. And there's a raccoon. Come on. Come on. I did. I saw the trailer today for the first time. I was trying to avoid it, but I agree. It looks fun. I'm always in for Marvel adventure. So sure. You know what I'm not necessarily up for? Next week's film, not directed by Michael Bay, even though I was tricked into thinking it was directed by Michael Bay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, here's the thing, because I actually have seen the trailer for this. Don't you dare. Don't you dare defend this film. No, uh, no, I'm not going to defend the film. Uh, because I, I, again, yeah, not directed by Michael Bay. So I was, I was leery, but... The trailer, like, a lot of people are complaining about the trailer, but I feel like they're the internet people that complain about everything. It looks mm-hmm. weird as hell. Um, I also have no fucking problem with Megan Fox. I think, like, people are over-the-top hating her for practically no reason. She hasn't been in anything. Yeah, I mean, girl has not had work in some time. The only movies I... she was in were terrible movies with horrible scripts. That doesn't make her a bad actress. Well, I don't think this is going to change anything. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I, this is probably going to be terrible, but I mean, again, for nostalgia value, I'll probably see it at some point because, oh, like, man. I was all up, I was straight up in that Ninja Turtle generation, so. I think, I mean, I was too. I mean, I'm right there with you. I don't think it carries over to this film. I, I might go see, I mean, uh, this is coming from the guy who's feigning superiority. I've seen all of the Transformer films. I might as well go see the fourth one. What's to stop me from seeing TMNT, the movie? I, I don't know. Something about the trailer kind of bummed me out because it's definitely cashing in those nostalgia chips. Sure. And I do think people are stupid to complain about what they're getting because if you wanted this, you should probably take whatever comes your way. Yeah. Uh, you probably deserve Megan Fox's wooden, shitty acting. Playing a character that has no soul to begin with, but I'm sure she's somehow going to make it even less compelling. <laughs> like, April O'Neil as a character is not something that needs to be honored. <laughs> But she will find a way to make it even less interesting than that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, yeah, I have no problem with Megan Fox. I don't... 
Brad, let's let's call let's call a spade a spade. You think Megan Fox is pretty? <laughs> well, she is, but no, I really like I. She's been in Transformers and like one like shitty horror movie that actually I thought was okay. I just mm-hmm. feel like the pro- you can't you can't make bad writing good, and I don't think it's her fault that like she's been played awful awful characters that are nothing but a pretty face. Right. I mean, I could throw in the de- the devil's advocate card of she didn't necessarily have to take any of these roles, but if you want to keep working, then yeah, you know, you pick your projects, You're, and I'm sure it's a huge paycheck. Who nobody's no, you don't turn down a, a role in the Transformers movies when your other option is Taco Bell. Right. And at the end of the day, I'll say I'll say it again. Five ways to Sunday. If you want, if you were one of the people that was like, I want a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Well, this is what you get. Yeah. I I don't see it being any better. You just deserve Johnny Knoxville as a turtle. You deserve that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, August 15th, we've got a pair of films coming out that couldn't be more different than Night and Day. We've got an adaptation of the children's book, The Giver, starring Meryl Streep. <laughs> Brad, do you remember The Giver? Not really. I think you would have been already far too beyond The Giver when it would have been appropriate, quote unquote, for you to read it. Yeah, I think that's the what Giver. happened. The Giver is a straight... It's not like a young adult book in the sense that we know it today. It was, I think, flat out made for children. Mm-hmm. It's about, I remember, a dystopian world where I feel like at a certain age you're sort of put down or some such thing. And there's one man in this society known as the Giver who has all of society's uh, ancient memories, but no one else knows a thing about history. He's the only dude that's allowed to know about history. And there's some sort of... Clearly the movie is trying to make it vaguely more Hunger Games-ish. I don't think it's going to work. Meryl Streep seems to be wearing a mop on her head and is delivering her lines in a very getting to the end of the day sort of way. Yeah. Do I blame her? No. But, you know, she's no Megan Fox. I think at this point, Meryl could pick her projects a little bit better. Yeah. Who's to say? It could be great. But, Brad, the other film coming out that day, The Expendables 3. Sold. I and hated it. the second one. Uh, the only one what? I've seen is the second. What a moronic film. I'd never watched the first. Film. I love the second one. Oh, Brad. Talk about this naked, naked nostalgia mining. Just lazy yeah. writing, bad acting. Oh, oh it's insane. So- it's absolutely fucking insane. When Chuck Norris shows up with like the, what a wow. Oh, yeah. Wah, wah. It's so bad. Oh, they but, think, but it's those dudes no think they're so funny. Yeah, but at least, like, at least they're not trying to think. The first one, I thought, at times, took itself a little too seriously. The I second would rather one, them... the second one was more of a cartoon, and I'll take it. Sure. I would rather them take themselves seriously, because, man, I just think that those are the dudes who think they have great senses of humor, but they really don't. I, I think, I think Stallone, I think Stallone is, uh, a pretty, I think he's, I don't know, I'm down, I'm down, the down. Only, the only way I would see the third one is because it has Terry Crews in it, mm-hmm. and he's genuinely, like, a funny guy who knows how to act. None of the other guys in that movie know how to act. They can't deliver a line of dialogue to save their life. And again, why is Kelsey Grammer all up in my summer? Wait, Kelsey Grammer's in... Oh, Brad, yeah, watch the new trailer. They do everybody, and Kelsey Grammer is right in the middle of it, wearing, like, a fishing hat and, like, a fishing vest. Oh, fuck that. I know, right? He's in Dorothy, like, the fucking Wizard of Oz movie, Transformers, and the... I mean, who is his agent? Oh, boy. His agent did well. His agent is the Koch brothers. Oh, I thought you were going to say the podcast, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> we got three movies for you, Kelsey. I, I, I'm feeling like, yeah, like he's, I don't know. Oh, fuck it. I hate him. Man alive. Crazy. Uh, Asshole. <laughs> moving on, we've got August 22nd, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Fuck this movie. 
Oh, like, like Sin City? Like, another one? As in, yeah, as in another one. <laughs> Remember when the first one came out? Um, a decade ago? Yeah, I mean... Like, fuck you, movie. It's, fuck, no, beyond late. You are beyond late. Yeah. Watch the trailer because it's basically watching the first one, but only for 90 seconds. Yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, did I mention August 29th, a new Leprechaun movie is coming out? Alright, now here's my question, because I remember hearing that they were going to do another one. It's called Leprechaun Origins. <laughs> yeah, boy. Is it Warwick Davis, or is it that wrestler dude? Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know anything about this fucking thing. I'm only reading from the paper. <laughs> okay. Because I, I heard they were going to remake one, but it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be Warwick Davis. It was going to be some fucking um, WWF, like, midget guy. Oh, ugh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, if there, it sounds like a reboot, which we're rebooting Leprechaun, really? Oh, all right. I, I gotta, I gotta do a little check real quick. What Computer. We... Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. What's this dude's name? Um, pulling it up right now. Leprechaun Origins, an upcoming 2014 horror movie. Blah blah blah. Starring Dylan Postal, best known as the wrestler Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. That's your wrestler name, man. It's a reboot. Uh, boy. Yeah, boy's right. Slated for a two-picture deal. Oh, great. So, no, thank you. Him and Kelsey Grammer have the same agent. But you know, old Hufflepuff over here, it's harder to get roles for him. Not because he's a little person, but because he's an asshole. Brad, I know that, I mean, that's that's the end of the summer movie season. I'm going to give you one more movie. It's from October 14, October 2014. It's called The Hero of Color City. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. I was I was just getting uh, I was getting barraged by tweets there for a second. I, I'm gonna have to, you're gonna have to repeat that. There was a, a Tammy was tweeting me to let me know that Pop Progress and uh, Jimmy Progress Uh-oh. are on Twitter and you can follow them. Just so you know, at Progress Dad and at Progress Son. Are they like parody accounts or are they fully sanctioned? Oh no, they. I'm pretty sure they're parody accounts because we found one that was. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, oh, no. That's um, there's a Carousel of Progress Twitter account that's like. Because apparently uh, this uh, coming up in a few weeks is the 50th uh, anniversary of the Carousel of Progress, and they're pushing to try to get Disney to do something, but guess what? It's probably not going to happen. Nope. But it should, because it's the best fucking thing on the planet. Is it, Brad, or is it the film that's coming out October 3rd, 2014, The Hero of Color City? (laughs) Do you want to know about it? Please. It's another animated film, which we need more of those in our lives. Me especially, because I love animation. Except for this film. This film needs to be destroyed. (laughs) Uh, It's about what happens when your kids go to sleep and the crayons go back in the box. (laughs) They go to the magical realm known as Color Land. Oh. Very, Very creative. And when an unfinished drawing becomes upset at his master, he goes to Crayon Land and blocks the color waterfall. Brad, this film stars Wayne Brady, Rosie Perez as a sassy red crayon. Oh, no. And Christina Ricci. What's going on, guys? I know, don't get me wrong, I know you need money. Rosie Perez, you know, you're doing good. You've, You've worked a long life. You realize you're playing a crayon, right? Yikes. Yikes. Wayne Brady, you are the host of whatever that shitty game show is they rebooted. That bad ge- Let's make a deal. There's a question. That why hasn't Wayne Brady been, like, a voice actor? I'm sure he has been in a shit ton of stuff. I'm just not aware of it. How is this getting a theatrical release? I don't know. I mean... I mean, you know it's going to be VOD the same day. <laughs> Brad, that's the summer movie season. That's a little preview of October 2014. That's all, man. Wow. That's all, Brad. Wow. That's all she wrote. Uh, we got apes. We got apes.
Yeah, we got that to look forward to. We got every superhero into the fucking canon and apes. But don't say apes on a bus or else people are going to get fucking mm. mad at you. Oh, boy. Even if you even if you really make sure that you're talking about the film, they don't care. And by they, I mean, oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk oh about boy. Wayne oh Brady boy. and the color waterfall. <laughs> what? What is it? Wayne Brady plays. What's so strange is I think there's a pair of crayons and they're they're named re- like red, blue, yellow. But then there are twins known as black and white, and they're like siblings or something. Uh huh. Why did someone think this would be a movie? I've got an idea. It's Toy Story, but with just with crayons. Yeah, that sounds so trippy and weird. Watch the trailer, man. Rosie Perez has a red crayon going. Oh, what are you guys doing? It's so weird. I, 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 I'm gonna ask: Is Wayne Brady the black crayon? No, he's the blue crayon. Okay, thank no, you. They thank did, you. They didn't pull a uh, Power an old school Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Asian girl, get in the yellow outfit. Why? <laughs> you heard me. Alright. Just checking. Just checking, movie. Guys, uh, just so you know, we were going to talk about the uh, Belvedere episode this week, but uh, we were running kind of long and my computer is not uh, happy processing really long files anymore, so we're going to delay it a little bit. Uh, it is, I, I mean, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, I have two full pages in a Google Doc of notes regarding the episode The Counselor. I am just as disappointed as you. Uh, as am I. There's a lot to talk about, but it's getting kind of late. So uh, we're just we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end it here, but be ready. We'll be discussing it soon. Hey, if you stuck with us through that three-hour Inland Empire commentary, you'll stick around for the counselor. Oh yes, and if you haven't watched the episode, I really would recommend watching this episode of Mr. Belvedere. Oh boy, and prepare your skin for chills. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Yes, indeed. But Brad, we we have come to the end of another Ramcheck episode. How can they how can they reach out and contact us with feedback? Guys, you can call us 206-339-5894. Leave us your voicemails. Make sure they're interesting. Otherwise, we're probably going to ignore them. That's just the way it goes because I edit the podcast. Spice um, it up. Spice it up. <laughs> have something to say. Um you can email us ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. There's a Facebook group. Get on it. It's a party. Hit up the wiki. Yeah, that wiki, that wiki is great. I feel like at one point the Chimcharu link broke and everything that I had written just went away, so I had to replace it with like a quick summation. It it did not. Um oh. you originally wrote Jim Charu with a J. Oh, I so do. Re- I went in, I, I moved it to Chimcharu, and then you, remember that. you wrote another article, but it was Chimcharu with an A. Oh. So I went in earlier this week when I, and now all this is being edited out, of course. I went in and I, I, I didn't know if you had written that one or if someone else had, and I kind of melded the two Chimcharu articles. Oh. Because there were two. Um, I just put them together, sort of. Fair enough. So. We're leaving all of this in. <laughs> <laughs> Now you've got a Digitech Johnny Mnemonic behind-the-scenes look at Ramjack. Uh, what you guys do is Jonathan wrote two incorrectly spelled uh, Chimcharu articles, and I... How am I supposed to know twice. how Chimcharu is spelled? Um, well, just look at the lyrics of uh, Mary Poppins and... Uh, oh, shut up. That's you know, how said I Chim- figured out how it was spelled. We've said Chimcharu's name a lot, and yet he has not been evoked. I'm sorry, did someone call? Oh, uh, hello, Chim. I don't, I don't think we've ever actually had the pleasure. I'm, I'm Jonathan. Hello, I am Chimcharu. We, we actually did, did don't... Did you have any chimneys that needed solving or mysteries? No, I, I am sorry. We, we did bring up your name, but there are no chimneys to sweep. And I'm sorry, we don't, we don't have any mysteries to solve. 
Oh, that's that's fine. I'm just gonna leave this here. This is a copy of Secondhand oh. Lines, great film featuring Sir Michael Caine, greatest actor of the generation. To whom you are not related. Absolutely not. You are also no not Michael Caine himself. I am not Michael Caine. He great. is a brilliant actor, though. Do you have any DVDs of Now You See Me? I do indeed. Oh, well, I also thank have Blu-rays. Oh, thank you. Get out of here. Do you have a preference? I, I'll take them all. I'll, I'll have them both. Okay, thank you. All right, all right, all right, Jim. Goodbye. Farewell. Doesn't he usually say Chim Chiru as he leaves? Oh, there he is. There he is. Brad? Brad? Yes, I am here. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, there was a, a fellow, a uh, fellow uh, that was, uh, he's known for sweeping chimneys, uh, arrived uh, and uh, I, yeah, took we the microphone. You weren't here. I think you weren't here. It's, it's weird. You didn't cross he, paths. He pushed, he pushed me out of the way and uh, so we covered. Brad, we've covered the wiki. We've covered the Facebook group. Did you, did you, did you mention the Twitter? You can follow us on Twitter at Ramjack Podcast. You can follow my stupid faggy ass on Twitter. That's at John Pernisek, J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. Right, we, we never heard from Adrian today. We didn't. That's unfortunate. Well, it, you know, the problem is he's not in my apartment. <laughs> so that has a big, that is a, that's a big uh, factor for not me seeing Adrian. And guys, uh, while you're out there, just make sure you, you catalog all of your monster sightings and get them ready. Because uh, we're definitely going to need them when it's time for In 